the label was going to have a whole meeting and then they're going to say, so we all decided as a collective that what you was doing, we don't like no more. We, <laughs> you're not going to do that. You're not going to dress like that. You're going to dress like this. Right. You're not going to sing that. You're going to sing this. You might not even even be a singer anymore right. after that. Right. You right. might, right. Right. Your, right. your might be rapping. Right. You got you got Tim. You got you got little Tim. You got little Timmy who grew up on rock music. Yeah, listen to this. Yeah, no more singing for you. Man. You're, you're, you're gonna rap. I mean, I mean, you got the tattoos. I mean, no offense, but you look you look a little thuggish to me. And I think the audience would connect with you more if if you rapped. Nothing to say. Try to save my spot, yeah. You better pray. Don't run up, cause I will spray. I got my- what up, what up, what up? This is your boy, Matt B. Miss your girl, Angela. Welcome back to Beyond the Music. We're gonna go ahead and dive right into it. Should you or should you not be independent or be with a major label? Ooh, that's a good question. So let's dive right into it. What y'all think? So, I think... We should approach this by dissecting it a bit. I think we should talk about the pros and cons of being with a label and the pros and cons of being independent. Let's start with the pros of being with a record label. The pros is record labels obviously have a very large budget for artists to work with, right? So because of that, that leaves a lot more headroom for the artist to be able to do other things. And I think that that's definitely something of value that artists obviously are looking towards when they're considering record label deals because most artists are um, either making minimum wage or not making ends meet. Most of them are living paycheck to paycheck, just trying to live their dreams. So um, the idea of getting a budget from a record label is very appealing. I agree. I agree. It really is just who you want to be when the lights turn on. Like I said, my record, go hard. (laughs) Like, you feel me? Like, at the end of the day, like, if you're signing with, a major label and let me just uh, let me put this out here i've been on both sides of the fence mm-hmm. so i've been with the major label and i've been independent and as it stands i'm independent although low-key your boy signed himself so am i truly independent <laughs> hmm. but <laughs> yeah so i've been on both sides of the, uh, of the fence and i would say that you know there are pros and cons for sure mm. for each side. And it just depends on who you are as an artist, the type of team that you have and, and what they bring to the table, how hard you're willing to work. Because at the end of the day, if you're with a major label, I mean, it's cushiony when it comes to the amount of work that you got to do as an artist, depending right. on how much the label rocks with you. Right. Right. So if the label rocks with you hard and if you you multi-platinum selling artists, like, it's, it's cushiony. But mm-hmm. if you are an artist who is just starting out, then the likelihood is um, you probably should have stayed just independent until you got your buzz up because they're not going to treat you like a major label artist. They're going to treat you like somebody who just signed to a major label. And that always looks a lot different. It's like, it's like being in the starting lineup uh, if you playing in the NBA and be right. and, and and being one of the five that's actually playing versus being being on the bench and just waiting to get some tick. Right. And I think I think what you said is really true. Like if the if the label rocks with you, then the artist will probably have a higher likelihood of success. But labels are really looking for that 
that value that's already established within independent acts prior to signing them. As you and I both know, labels tend to be very choosy. So they're not very, I won't say not, because there's there's exceptions to every rule and every invisible rule. But um, I think that the majority of the time, record labels are not looking for independent artists who have 100 followers or very few streams on Spotify or any of the DSPs. They're really looking for someone who has that built-in fan base. And if you're a mid-tier artist who is independent and has a fan base already and is already making waves on your own, you're probably going to attract some level of a record deal or or a record label's A&R's interest. And from there, they'll probably reach out and offer you something. Maybe. Now what? <laughs> Maybe. Um, what it is that they offer is going to be the thing because the majority of the time independent acts are offered 360 deals and I think that one has to highly consider all of the elements that go into that because a 360 deal means that the label basically takes some of everything that you do you're you're going to be splitting your record sales your merch sales your concert sales they're taking some of everything. And some independent artists are like, I don't care. I just want the exposure. I want the money. I want whatever it is that they are offering because they want the deal. Some people will simply just want to have that deal because they want the appeal of or the mass appeal of being signed with XYZ major label. But what does that mean for the independent act in the long run? 360 deals aren't bad but they're not good <laughs> the majority the, I mean, of the time at the same time it just depends on i mean who you are and, right. and the type of you are and the type of kit that you work out of so i mean if you are looking for something that's more stable mm-hmm. something that where somebody's going to be laying down a game plan for you potentially mm-hmm. and helping you through it then the 360 deal is probably the way to go the major label is the way to go um, because they're really, really going to help out with that as long as they see potential in you and you don't end up getting shelved. But that's a whole nother situation, which we'll get into. <laughs> because, Man. I mean, you you have, I mean, it's like anything. It's like, think about think about the music industry or think about signing to a major label like sports. Like, you, like if you're a bench player, you got, you got one chance mm-hmm. to really show what you're worth if you ever get off the bench. And if you get off that bench and you prove to them why you should have stayed on the bench, <laughs> then you're gonna get bench. Probably benched, not gonna end well. Then you're gonna get benched forever. <laughs> and 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 what that means is you're gonna get shelved, meaning right. that you have a ten year contract, five year contract, and they will not let you release any music that entire time because you're not a priority to them because you haven't proven that you should be a priority. And unfortunately, that also ends with you not even really being able to release music because even if you wanted to do it independently the label has to sign off on it and then you already know how that goes once you start cooking up ideas on your own somebody's gonna come in and try and put a stop to it and you know you bring up a good point too about the shelving process of of different artists who sign to labels and what happens to the artists who thought that the the major label route was for them and then they got screwed on the back end like this is not unknown territory. This happens a lot. And it's happened to some of the acts 
in the industry that we've known for years and grew up listening to their music. Like they ended up signing with the label. They rocked with the label for a while. The label ended up saying, mm, no, this not, you're not doing it for me no more. We're right. on to the next one. Right. And then that artist ends up getting shelved to make room for the next whoever that person is. And then that's something to consider as an independent. Is it worth signing a lab- major, major labor deal knowing that there's a potential of getting shelved is that risk worth it and and they switch employees like square dancers <laughs> that's so true so, that's like, a good point steve signed you right by the time you, by the time you no get more. ingested into the system <laughs> within the three months it takes or even a week or two that it takes for you to sign your contract depending on the lawyer you have and all that by the time you finish doing all that steve is no longer there and now right. stephanie is the new head head of a and r and stephanie doesn't like you Right. But Stephanie isn't going to terminate your contract. Stephanie is going to shelve you. And then Stephanie is going to bring in her artist to prove why she should have that position. I think that you bring up a really good point. Typically, record labels are not going to have the same couple people there in any given time. These these offices are literally rotating the people in the offices like every every couple months. And they're definitely rotating them every year. So... As an indie act, you have to remember that the person who fell in love with you might not even be there any longer. So it is. I think that that's something to consider as well when weighing the the options as an independent. If you're so offered this record label deal from an, from a major, and I think that now we should discuss some of the cons. We well, kind of touched on some. But let's dive deeper into some of the cons with being with a label. Well, and I just and I just want to be clear. No one at a label, or at least we should suspect that no one at a label is going in with any malicious intent to sign an artist and screw them over. Right? That's not that's not the intent of anyone who is signing someone to a major label. When they're selling you that dream, they they believe it. Right. They, they believe do. it. They're, I mean, they they have nothing to gain from it right away. Right. Because there is, what, what what's the statistic? Is a 99% failure rate? Yes. The, I think it's 99% of artists that sign to a label end up failing. So, and they don't thrive on the label. So there's only a 1% chance, mm-hmm. 1%, that you will be successful with, a, ma- with a major label. So, Tom has nothing to gain by selling right. you a pipe dream and telling you he's going to make you a superstar. Tom really believes that he can make you a superstar, or at least I hope he does. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, Tom doesn't sign the checks nine times out of ten. Right. So, Tom can make you all these promises, but then Tom has to go back to, 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 to Elvin and, and convince him that you're worthwhile. And that right. you're worth a $300,000 budget. And if he can't successfully convince Elvin that you're worth a $300,000 or <laughs> $250,000 budget, then guess what? You go bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Tom starts ignoring your text messages and your phone calls, and he moves on to the next artist, unfortunately. Another thing that actually is a pro of record labels is because there's no malicious intent behind it, labels do 
promote you. Right. And they're going to now, depending on the tier that you're at and how much they believe in you and how much they want to put that effort in, they're going to elevate you to some degree. You're going to get exposure in some way, shape or form. You're going to be able to um, get a booking agent and get on these festivals that have hundreds of thousands of people that attend them. You're going to be able to hopefully release a good project and have it promoted and do your own tour um, and do all of the, the different things that labels offer. And I think that that's an attractive point because it's really, really hard as an independent to find good marketing. It is. That's one of the hardest things. And on top of it being difficult to find, it's expensive. And, and major labels have a infinite amount of money. They do. Like, you know, it's bottomless. Yeah. The amount of money that they have. So, as an independent artist, five or ten thousand dollars is like that's the difference between paying your bills, paying your your car note, paying your mortgage or your your, your apartment rent or or whatever may have you. And, or, and, and, or eating good for the month versus ramen noodles. Right. For a major label, 10 bands, I mean... That's nothing. They, they can spend that in like two seconds and, and nobody's batting an eye. On the flip side, though, what people don't understand is there's a word, a really, really important word called recoupment. Man, let's and talk about people, it. And what people don't understand is when these labels are over here saying... $50,000 for a music video, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Eh. $70,000 for your private jet and your crazy uh uh whatever whatever lifestyle. Your chains, yeah, no, your cars. Uh, no no big deal. We we're not worried about it. We'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, we're giving you an advance. Um uh and and we're going to buy you this brand new uh, Lamborghini or whatever may have you because you earned it, man. You deserve security. this. You deserve <laughs> this. Yep. You don't need two security guards. You need six. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. And I need one too. So I'm going to be using one of them. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, yeah, I'll meet you out in Paris for your next show. Oh, and by the way, at the end of the year, when they're tallying up all of what they paid for, they didn't pay for that. You paid, you paid for, for it. <laughs> so, that, so that half million dollars that they just blew or willy-nilly, oh, you were flipping a bill for that, broski. And you and you going to find out on the back end. So now, oh, let's do some math. Oh, we gave you a $250,000 signing bonus, plus we just blew five hundred grand. So that's seven hundred and fifty grand. Okay. And your album made 600000 But we spent 750000 So you owe us $150,000. Now, don't worry about it. We'll give you another $200,000 as another advance. So now you owe us $350,000 and a second album. And that's how they just keep you in debt. Yep. And I think, once again, I think that's something for an artist to consider. When you're approaching this major label deal, even though they're giving you money up front, are you really making money? Just because you're getting that, that cash Right then and there, does that mean that that same amount of bread is going to be at the end of this trail? Right. Like, I think a lot of artists don't consider the fact that just because you were given an advance of $100,000, $500,000, a million dollars, they now typically they're not giving out that much, but um, 
if they're giving you an advance, yes, that's attractive because then you can you have the budget to be able to do a lot more than you would typically. But knowing that that's not really like I'm giving you this money just to spend and do whatever. Don't even worry about paying it back. That this is a situation where the label is going to want that money back. What what does that look like for the the average independent artist? Are independent artists even going to be able to fulfill that need? And maybe that goes back to the statistic of ninety nine percent of artists fail. Yeah, I agree. On a major label. Yeah, which is just very unfortunate. So you know there are a lot of pros and cons to being on a major label. Um, I feel like it just depends on who you are as an artist, what your vision is, which brings us to an independent artist. Mm-hmm. What does that situation look like? How do how do you navigate that situation, and what are the pros and cons of that? Because at the end of the day, like you know, we hear people say all the time, "Independent, independent, be independent as long as you can, stay independent, sign to a major label with the goal of going back." To be an independent. So it's like, is that just a buzzword to an extent? Maybe. Mm. Yeah. Or is there some real truth behind that? Or is it just like the 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 overlay for the underplay (laughs) to to, to reduce the amount of competition for to to get onto the major labels? I think in a way it's a buzzword for sure, because a lot of people everyone wants to follow the trend. And right now being an artist is very trendy. And going viral and rapping and all of these things are everyone finds it attractive in some way, shape or form. Everyone's trying to do it. And now more than ever, it's a lot easier to put music out than it ever has been. You don't even have to play an instrument. You can just download a beat from no, online. Don't, don't have to play an instrument. Hey, if you <laughs> if you have a beat machine, you play a hundred instruments. Man, like <laughs> you you don't even have to produce the song at home. You can literally just download a beat from youtube or wherever you get the beat from buy a cheap little microphone get pro tools record the song put it up on the dsps via orchard or um cd baby and so, and, so, and so that people actually know what does dsp even stand for because some people are probably looking like what is a dsp <laughs> they trying to google it right now digital streaming platforms is what dsps are and di- digital streaming platform is just a mouthful to say <laughs> so dsp we gonna stick with dsp <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know right <laughs> so it's so easy to get your music on dsps now that i think being independent in a way is a buzzword but in a sense it gives the artist their power back Mm -hmm. and I think that one of the things that being independent I think that I like about it is if you're an artist with a vision and you're an artist who already knows what they want they already know what they what they're trying to do and the path that they're trying to pave for themselves and you already kind of have a grasp on things and you don't really need someone to control your next move like okay this month you're going to do this then you're going to put out your album and then we're going to market it in this way and then we're going to go on tour you're going to hit these spots like there are some artists who really already know how to do that you're one of them so because of that you don't really need the 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 supervision of a record label looming over you in order to accomplish what you're doing, which is why you're a successful independent artist. You're able to do all of those things because you already kind of know how to navigate. And if you're an artist who knows how to navigate the industry to some degree and is hungry, researching, 
trying their best to make ends meet as far as their career, then I think that being independent is very attractive to to the average person. But there are artists who do need that extra guidance and may not know where to start. There are a lot of mainstream acts who do really well as a label artist and suck wind when they're independent (laughs) because they need the guidance. They won't know what to do next otherwise. So I think that, like you said earlier, really just depends on the person and the artist and what they know and what they're willing to do, what they're not willing to do. And I, but for, for us and our team, I think staying independent is definitely an attractive option. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, just to put out into the atmosphere, that's not even to say that an independent artist works harder than a label artist. Right. I mean, regardless of whether you want a label or independent, you're going to work. Yeah, you better you, work. You're going to work. And in ways, a label artist is going to work harder than an independent artist because mm-hmm. they have someone to answer to. Yeah. And when you have and somebody and when you got somebody to answer to, oh you best to you when they tell you to dance, when they tell you to <laughs> dance, little man, you better dance, little man. And you ain't got no choice. But right. then at the same time, in other ways, independent artists work harder than label artists because ain't nobody over there telling you to dance. Yeah. So if you decide that you don't want to dance, okay, you don't have to. But then at the same time, the the outcome really isn't gonna be that hot. You bring up a good point because a lot of artists don't realize, too, that when signing to a label, you give up a bit, sometimes a lot of creative control yeah, and a lot of control over your brand because you might enter the deal one way and the label is going to have a whole meeting and then they're going to say, so we all decided as a collective that what you was doing, we don't like no more. We, <laughs> you're not going to do that. You're not going to dress like that. You're going to dress like this. Right. You're not going to sing that. You're going to sing this. You might not even even be a singer anymore right. after that. Right. You right. might matter of fact, you might be rapping. Right. You got you got Tim, you got you got little Tim, you got little Timmy who grew up on rock music. Yeah, listen to this. No more singing for you. Man. You're, you're, you're gonna rap. I mean, I mean, you got the tattoos. I mean, no offense, but you look you look a little thuggish to me. And I think the audience will connect with you more if if you rapped. But they do that. They yeah. they, they, they literally do. will take you turn you inside out and turn you into something that you didn't even want to be. Yeah. But you signed it. That's true. You signed on the dotted line. Yeah. So they took that creative control of who you were, what you look like, what you sing about, what you rapped about. Like yeah. all of that is taken from you to some degree. It'll still be your music. Right. But will it be the music that came from you? Will it be the music that you even wanted to do? Because there are a lot of artists that are out there today who are signed to these major deals, who are mainstream acts, who will say and get on Twitter, I am not in love with this deal. I want to get out. I don't do the shit that I want to. I miss being able to record when I want to. I and miss being able to to move the way I want to, dress the way I want to. And the, and the best word that we, that we have for that right now would be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, it is not, it is not, a fun feeling I could imagine I'm not an artist but I know you obviously very well and I know that in more ways than one <laughs> no I'm just no I'm just playing. why does he always have to take it <laughs> to that aspect this is a PG podcast um I know you very well and I know that to have someone taking that creative control or telling you what to do and how you move not only is that disheartening but 
it saps you of all of your creative energy. So I think creative control and maintaining ownership are huge points. And let's dive in a a little bit more about ownership, because we all know that when you sign to a label, they're going to start taking a little bit of the masters. Right. Or all of your masters, basically. They're not going to let you retain them. Right. So as an independent, especially if you're one of those independent artists who is producing, writing, performing and distributing their own music like if you're one of those artists you own all your shit right so is it even attractive to share any of that with someone right Right. do you feel like that's fair because for some artists who are literally putting all of their blood and sweat and tears into putting their music out and producing their music and writing their music. Because I know a lot of people who I've run across and people who are close friends of ours that are literally making every single aspect of their music with little to no help. Yeah. So signing to a label and then cutting them such a large percentage of what it is that they're doing and them taking a piece of that ownership that they worked hard to build without them. Like that's not attractive to them. And, but then it just depends on your situation because the flip side of that is you hold on to everything and then nothing from nothing is nothing. So then, okay, cool. Okay, cool. You hold on to it and you in your twenties or in your thirties or whatever. And like, you got some time ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden you push in 40, 50, and your career is over, and then you start thinking, what if? Like, what if I took that deal 20 years ago? Who would I be? Where right. would I be? Did I make the right decision? Probably not, because now I'm driving a, a 22-year-old Honda. Damn. <laughs> and I work we and I and you, I work Honda. and I work at the I work at the corporate office at at, at Walmart. <laughs> and, and 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 I got I got three kids who need to go through college and I can't afford it. And like you start thinking about those things. So I mean it just depends. I just got to say that these scenarios that you paint are always so detailed. Like, as our listeners get accustomed, like, this is how he is all the time. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a deep thinker. Like, you feel me? Like, when I'm like sit- he thinks of it all. Like when, I, like, when I'm sitting here and when and when somebody says something to me, like, I'm boop, 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 boop. Like, it's all over the place. And it happens so fast. Like, I can think of, like, somebody's whole life in, like, 10 seconds. Like, you feel me? But that's a whole other situation right there. Lord. But, yeah, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, but like I'm saying, like, all that goes into making a good decision mm-hmm. and it has to be a well-rounded decision. So maybe taking that L at the front end really makes sense. Or maybe it's not even an L. Maybe right. it just makes sense. Maybe, maybe you're okay with, with a label owning your first album because mm-hmm. you're like, you want to know what? I don't have $200,000. I, I probably will never see $200,000 at a given time. Right. Maybe you'll see it over a five year period, but you won't see it in a day, in a given time frame that would actually make a difference. So you let the label put in the bread, you give them the first album, mm-hmm. and then from there you, you make sure you have a good entertainment attorney mm-hmm. where he works into your contract a very, very small but feasible mm-hmm. escape route. <laughs> so that way when you want to get out by your sophomore or junior album, you have that opportunity to do it and that's just planning ahead and thinking ahead. So now it looks like an L, but in reality it probably was the best decision of your life. Right. And I think another good point 
you you brought up is an entertainment attorney. A lot of artists don't even shout out Barry. <laughs> Barry Chase, come on, Chase lawyers. Located in Miami, if y'all want to check him out. <laughs> um, a lot of artists don't even think about that aspect, the legal aspect of what it is that they're doing. And I think that if you're going to remain independent, you need a biz. You need an entertainment attorney. If you're going to sign a deal. You need an entertainment attorney. And, and for and for the love of everything holy, <laughs> why would you use the labels entertainment attorney? If Man, la- why why <laughs> do people la- do that? If the <laughs> label says to you, oh, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> we got an attorney that's going to look over everything and he's fair. No, no, he's not fair. <laughs> and he's not looking out for you. He's looking out, looking for, the out for the label. You tweaking. Get your own attorney. I don't care if you can't afford the attorney. Sign something that makes sense at the time and get yourself an attorney. Mm-hmm. And so many artists fall prey to that. Yeah. One, because it sounds appealing, because it's coming from the label. Right. And labels, we have been brainwashed to believe that everything that they do, everything that they say is gold. Right. And so if a major label comes to you and says, hey, I want to offer you this deal and here's the contract you want to look over it. You have how you have X amount of days to get back to us. And, you know, if you need an attorney, we can offer you that, too. Like that just sounds really appealing to an artist who doesn't know what the hell they're doing. But then you got to drop back down to reality. Yes, bro. <laughs> if you are selling something to someone, it doesn't matter what it is. If you have something to sell to someone, are you thinking inside of the back of your head, well, I just want to give him the best deal possible? <laughs> no. Are you thinking no. inside of the back of your head, I'm trying to get as much money out of this mm-hmm. as possible. And the broski falls for the okie doke when I hit him with the with the woo-wop, the bam. Yeah. And if he pays it, he pays it. And, mm-hmm. and the same thing for the labels. Like, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, they're trying to get the most out of you. They're trying to bleed you dry. And it's, yep. it's nothing personal. Yep. It's just business. Mm-hmm. And if your business is poor where you fall for it, then your fault. Yeah. So artists, independent artists, all of our listeners who are listening right now, if you don't already have one, look into getting an entertainment attorney. Do a Google search. Try to find one in your area. If you are already somewhat in the industry, ask your artist friends or management friends or anyone that you might know who's in the industry. Ask them for their contacts. Maybe they already have an attorney and that attorney is taking clients. Like, there's ways to find them. They're all over the place. And it's better to be safe than sorry because if you use, if you use an entertainment attorney from a label that's offering you a deal, you will regret that <laughs> I, I agree and, ju- and just real quick i know we're talking we're, we're talking a lot right now we're talking about independent we're talking about major labels we're talking about how labels screw you versus how they help you we're talking about how being an independent artist can be tough uh, but it can also be beneficial so let's talk about let's dissect more of what it means to be an independent artist on the business aspect of things let's talk about publishing let's talk about masters let's talk about streaming let's talk about international buzz like what does that look like i mean you know you're a part of vita records you're you're an owner of vita records mm-hmm. shout out vita records and we hey. will be just a tiny artist <laughs> soon so definitely be on the lookout for that but you know get on our radar you know you're 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 an owner mm-hmm. of vita records and you've been an owner of vita records ever since the conception so mm-hmm. it's like for you as an industry mogul and i'm gonna I'm put that in the air come on for you as an industry mogul like 
what does that look like? How, how, what does it look like to be an independent artist or just be independent in general in that in that atmosphere? In mm-hmm. the in, in in the CEO mogul atmosphere, what is a what is a day a week in the life of that look like? Well, first and foremost, when I have my artist management hat on, um, my my day to day typically revolves around making goals and lists of things that I can do to keep you busy, and trying my best to outline different strategies and different things that I believe can bring you the best exposure and put you in the best light for what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So for instance, Matt B is going to be putting out an album in March. Eden. (laughs) March 12th is coming. So because of that, my eyes and my sights are laser focused on any and every aspect of your album and how I can attract the most eyes to that project. And, so, and pre, pre-order the album. Pre-order the album. Pre-order the album. You it's know, a, if you, It's it, on iTunes right now. Right, you feel me? We'll so provide you, a link. Jameless plug. <laughs> but let's get back on topic, though. <laughs> but, so what's that, what's that look like? What does it look like? essentially, I'll start my week by making those goals, and then I'll try to run down um, my plans with the artist, being yourself, and then I'll run those plans and and basically our vision for what it is we're trying to do because it's not just about what I want and what it is that I'm seeking for you. It has to be what you want as well. And I think that when you're an independent artist, especially if you're seeking management or some type of representation, it's so important to find someone who really believes in you and wants you to guide them on helping you achieve your goals. Right. Because some some artist managers and some team members who you might hire or bring on board it might be a friend it might be a family member it might be just somebody who's trying to get their feet wet in the industry they might approach it in a way where they're taking control of everything and the artist has little to no say so but that's not how I try to operate I try to make sure that this is the Matt B train when we're talking about Matt B's work so it's about taking your visions and bringing those visions to life and putting them in front of the masses so, so and structuring then, that. So then, what what visions have come to life? Like, let, let's elaborate on that. Like, how does what does it look like to be an independent artist or to be a manager of an independent artist? And how did those visions come to life? Well, one vision that Matt B said that he wanted was he wanted to be able to tour. We gonna talk about me in the third person right now, but let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, he wanted to be able to tour. So back in 2019, prior to COVID and everything else completely obliterating the industry, Mm. we sought out a partnership with So Far Sounds, and we were able to plan a 16-date tour. I believe it was 16 dates, 16 dates in 11 or 12 different cities. All across the country. We had to map that bad boy out, and it was time-consuming, and it was extremely exhausting to not only plan the tour, but to market the tour and create all the promo flyers for the tour and keep track of all of the day-to-days and making sure that after each show, motherfuckers was getting paid. Right. You feel me? <laughs> and keeping track of what that looks Definitely like. Definitely going to have to so. run that check. <laughs> so... I think, and we had, I think we had an international or a couple of international days too, right? Yep. We had, I believe, two or three of those. So it was an interesting ride, but it was very important to me to make sure that 
the tour was structured in a way where not only you got the most um, coverage across the country and internationally, but also translating that back to social media. So that way the people who were not able to to attend this tour, they could still feel like they were a part of it. They could be like, I missed it. I want to catch the next date. And providing that that peak of interest so that way they can step into Mappy's world. So trying to find a way to bring things back in a circle and create a unit of what's going on. Another vision was we wanted to have more of an international reach. So we we hired a team out in China because Matt has, I think, 158 million streams in um in China on NetEase. Hey, sh- hey shout out to Asia, man. man. Y'all be holding me down. They be Been holding rocking. me down since day one. Man, since day one. And I didn't want to allow that opportunity to just fizzle away. So it was really important for us to attack that angle, too, because we're not just about the U.S. There's more than one ways to skin a cat. And... Although no cats will be harmed during this podcast. <laughs> we don't put that. We animal lovers out here. You feel me? <laughs> there, there are more than one ways to approach breaking into the industry. Right. And a lot of, I think a lot of people feel like the U.S. is an end-all be-all. And it's really not. There are so many people who are able to achieve what it is they want to achieve in addition to making money. Yeah. Which is at the end of the day, I feel should be every artist who's independent's main goal. Like if it, if it don't make money, it, it don't, don't make, make sense. sense. And in this particular <laughs> case, we if it don't make money, it don't make dollars because we ain't going for cents. Man, you period. feel me? Cents don't make sense <laughs> over this way. And I and I want to elaborate on that a little more, um, just very briefly. You know, being being an independent artist and having a team, you know, you get it's blood, sweat, and tears, mm-hmm. and and the artists, the management, and 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 everybody else is going to wear multiple hats. I mean, you're the promoter, you're the this, you're the that, yeah. and all that, and all that in between. But you know, the reward is so much greater and some of the rewards that we've been able to achieve over these years looks like two number one albums in japan yep. looks like um six years later the uh, the first album that went number one now gets picked up by a a distributor in mm-hmm. china Mm-hmm. Looks like a, a, a resurgence of that album, something that perhaps maybe a major label wouldn't have been interested in, but because we hold the cards, right. we can do whatever we want to do. Right. It, it looks like getting on to the third largest parade um, in the country. Yeah. Being being in Chicago, being the magnificent the magnificent Mile Lights Parade. Mile parade. Mm-hmm. So, and it looks like so many different other things. It looks like maintaining the ownership mm-hmm. of the masters it looks like being able to negotiate um percentages when it comes to publishing it looks like being able to negotiate one's own contract whether it's paid or unpaid because sometimes you don't have that flexibility with with the major labels if if someone's not cutting you a check then it doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense to the major label to to basically uh uh put you out there but then at the same time maybe something greater comes behind that maybe the relationship is greater than the money at that particular point in time through the journey and that's a decision for the independent artist and their team to make versus a major label just telling you when to jump and how high Mm -hmm. so i mean you know i can go on and on and on it looks like 
it looks like tapping into mar- markets like Brazil mm-hmm. and Africa and basically all of Europe and China and Taiwan and Japan and Australia and Canada and the list goes on and on and on so it's like we touch I like and that's just something so weird to think about like my voice has been heard all over the world around the entire world Mm -hmm. and as I sit and I sleep in my drawers (laughs) (laughs) and scratch my belly we graphic here. Like, like, and, and, and watch some random TV show. Somebody around the world is vibing mm-hmm. to my records. And, like, that's just, like, I thank God every day that that I could even achieve something like that. And that we were mm-hmm. able to just bring this into light. Like, it's just an amazing thought. And that's something that is just intangible like you can't even fathom it unless like you really give it some thought and that is the accomplishments that you can get as an independent artist and you best believe like i mean you know the sky is the limit and Mm -hmm. you know i'm very grateful for it i know that you are as well Mm -hmm. and uh and we continue to work hard we continue to 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 make sure we micromanage every single cent that's Mm -hmm. going out because at the end of the day, we try to make sure that we're making money, that we're not bleeding money out out every single um, orifice on our body. <laughs> but that Which we is act- so easy to do yeah, it is. It as is. an independent because everything is extraordinarily expensive. I, and that's why you got to wear multiple hats because mm-hmm. you got to make sense of it all. Yep. You know what I mean? So, yep. I mean, I think that, uh, that both you and I do a really good job at that. And it comes with a lot of mistakes. But then mm-hmm. at the same time, like those mistakes, as long as you're learning from them, then are they truly mistakes? mistakes like you know what i mean you take you you, you're gonna stumble but at the end of the day you want to you want to fall forward right and i mean in my journey as an artist manager and a label ceo it it has been a bumpy but pleasant and rewarding road and i didn't i didn't really know what to do when i first started out i didn't have any music background I didn't know anything about the industry. I had to learn from you and I had to learn from my environment by just being completely thrown into it. <laughs> you gonna <laughs> see this one? There was no easing into it, especially on Team Matt B. Team Matt B operates in oh, do you know how to do this? Do you wanna learn today? Okay, cool. <laughs> and we could just go and throw you into it. <laughs> so your new title is <laughs> So that was very much so how I started out was I started out with basically zero experience and I just had to learn by falling flat on my face making a lot a lot of mistakes <laughs> and I learned from all of those mistakes and I cherish those moments because even though um, those were moments that I look back on and they're quite cringe they helped mold me into the the label owner the executive and the artist manager that I am today and now that I have more knowledge. I'm able to run our business way more effectively. And I think that it goes back to one of the points that I always say to artists and to managers and to anyone else who's interested in the industry. Research, research, research. Take risks and don't be afraid to make those mistakes because if, you, if you're if you afraid and living in fear, you're, you're never going to be able to make it because this whole industry is risk-based. Nothing in music is 
is guaranteed. You're not going to be able to say, oh, well, if I spend $10,000 and I promote my album, I'm going to make $10,000 back. Plus, I'm going to make an additional 50000 Like, there's no way to guarantee that, especially right. as an independent artist just starting out. Right. You can't guarantee any aspect of your career. You can't guarantee success. You can't guarantee the success of a project. You can't guarantee fame. Nothing is promised. And I think that if we were to think about it in that way, a lot of people wouldn't do it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that artists have artists managers and executives future executives aspiring um business people in the industry all have to approach it from the perspective of i know that this is a risk i know that there's a likelihood that i'm gonna fail but that's okay and being content with the fact that you're going to be hurt you're going to be told no you're going to hear no a hell of a lot more than you're going to hear yes we know. Yeah. How many times have you been told no Ooh. at all of these meetings with with executives, with producers, with writers, with anybody in the industry, show bookers? How many times have we been told no? Uh, more than I can count. We, and then what's what, what's been happening is now they wish they told me yes, <laughs> but that's a whole nother story. Man, so you you have to be okay with the no, and you have to be content with the fact that yes, you're going to be told no a fuck ton right but that's okay because those no's are just going if you're driven they're going to push you to to make different moves make better moves and say okay well that person told me no that doesn't mean that this opportunity is over maybe that's not the opportunity for right then and there maybe next year is my year to do that but in the meantime let me go and reassess some things on my team and on my end and rework how I'm approaching this. Figure out a new marketing strategy, hire a new team member, hire a new publicist, and try to figure out what what does the next move look like from whatever seat you're sitting in, the artist seat, the manager seat, the label exec seat, the PR seat, whichever seat you're sitting in, it's always good to reassess. So in a nutshell, I think that to answer the the question that we outlined at the beginning of this topic, which is which is which is better essentially? Should as an independent, should you stay independent or should you go with a major label? Should you be offered that deal? And I think the answer to that is there is no right answer to that. I think it's very um it's very much so contingent upon the person and who you are as an artist, what your team looks like if you have one, and being smart, doing your research, making sure that you get that attorney to look over that contract should you be offered a deal, (laughs) and being smart about it, like making sure that if you do decide to stay independent, figuring out a structure that works for you, making sure you hire a team that you can trust, a team that's going to work with you and not against you and try to play you and try to control every aspect of what you're doing and learning how to properly register your songs and learning how how publishing and all of those different things work and touring and mapping out those tours like if you're going to be independent you got to do it a certain way you got to do it right so and if you decide to stay independent cool and if you decide to go with a label be smart 
So that's going to be it for this episode of Beyond the Music. And if you are listening on the podcast, man, find your way over to, to Instagram. Find your way over to YouTube. Uh, go to at Matt B World um, for YouTube or Instagram. And, like, like, let's start a conversation in the comments. Let's keep the conversation going. Uh, we want to know what you think, how you feel. Uh, do, do you feel as though we covered enough? Do you want to hear more about this topic? We, we need to know. Uh, we're definitely going to be looking out for that. Uh, and this is your boy, Matt B. Once again, you can follow me at Matt B World. And it's your girl, Angela. You can follow me at Angela V. Benson. And if you're on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button. And this is going to be it for this episode of Beyond the Music. The conversation continues. Peace out.